Hello, and welcome to Your Lovely Intuition Podcast. I'm your host, Riley June, intuitive medium and spiritual mentor. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with me today as I take you on the journey of understanding and connecting with your intuition, your soul, the voice within, and the guiding forces in life like the universe who is always co-conspiring in your greatest favor. My mission is to give you deeper clarity, understanding, and self-assurance of who you are, why you're here, and what you're meant to be. Take a deep breath in, release, and let's dive into all things intuition now. Hello and welcome to the very first beautiful episode of your lovely intuition podcast. I first and foremost want to start off by thanking you. I am so grateful that you decided to press play today. And as I will talk a little bit more about this later, everything truly happens for a reason. Something synchronized you with my message and my energy and you were meant to be here. So I love and appreciate you for sharing your time with me and I am going to just dive right into it. So I am an intuitive medium. My name is Riley June, but it didn't always, it wasn't always like that. Um, I was someone who always made decisions at the fly, on the fly, at the fly, on the fly. (laughs) Um, And I went from various different schooling programs. I had a regular group of friends, but I was one of those people who truly never fit in. I would always do things differently. I would always think of things differently. I was kind of one of those people who would take no remorse or wouldn't really plan things out or strategize or see how my actions would affect people in all different ways, good and bad. And Everything really started to unravel for me in about 2015 when I had lost someone really dear and close to me, uh, my aunt. And it is truly because of her and her passing that my whole journey really transpired into this incredibly aligned place that I now currently sit in where I am sharing this story with you on this podcast for the first time. And so when I lost her, I... I had lost people close to me before, but she was really the one that changed everything in my life. And maybe it was because I was in my 20s and I could understand life a little bit more at this point. But um, what I really wanted to find was the first possible way to be able to connect with her because I had heard of mediums like Teresa Caputo. Um, She is really the one in this field that also... um, inspired that's what I'm looking for this journey for me but I wanted to find someone like her to be able to bring me those messages to let me know when she was around and when I sought out that medium for me that resonated and I was able to get those messages and those clarifications and the validations and all the great things 
What I then really realized is that I wanted to learn how to do it for myself. And I didn't truly think that that was possible at the time, but I figured that there had to be some sort of way. So being someone who always just makes decisions on the fly, I figured, you know, why not? (laughs) What's the worst or best that could happen? Um, And shortly after her passing, actually in the beginning of 2016, um, right around her passing, I had met reconnected with someone from my past and um, we were now in a position where we were able to pursue a relationship together and so in about five months into diving into that relationship um, my now husband was diagnosed with a heart condition and what was really interesting about his journey is truly how it took me on a journey of faith and trust and learning to go within Um, I wasn't raised surrounding a church or a particular religion my grandmother was religious and whenever we'd go and see her in the summers we'd go to church on Sundays but that was pretty much it um, my parents didn't really follow anything so I didn't really have a deep um, understanding or belief within God or leading a godly style life and anything to that degree but so when I met my husband and in the beginning of 2016 he was diagnosed with a heart condition we really ended up finding our way to believing in God and trusting in God and the divine messages and guidance that he or she is always guiding us. Now, this isn't going to be a deeply religious <laughs> podcast, but it's a belief, right? Like if your thing is God, beautiful. If it's universe, awesome. If it's Buddha, if it's something else, you fill in the blanks for you, right? It's It's the understanding and connection that there is something above us that is truly co-conspiring and helping us and bringing us all the beautiful alignments and messages and love and abundance and things that we require and desire and truly hope. It really just comes down to trust, hope, and faith. And um, his journey ended up folding in a way where it was told that we needed this, he needed this one particular surgery and then everything was going to be okay. And so through trials, it took a lot longer than was being pursued. So they were really pushing for it to happen soon. It ended up taking six months to get into the first surgery. And when it was done, we kind of like washed our hands clean and thought, okay, that's good. We got this. And actually in that particular time, we ended up finding out that I was pregnant with our son. So there's a lot of things that come up surrounding that, but we'll get into it in a different episode. But so we go in, he has a surgery. We go in. I always like to make my part myself a part of his story because I mean, I very much am. I may not have gone through the physical surgeries that he did, but I was very much along for the ride. So Um, He goes in for his surgery, we get the okay, he comes out, and something just doesn't quite feel 100%. Um, He's recovering, he's adjusting to this new way of being, it's a different transition for him, and something kind of just keeps telling me, like, you know, pay attention, the, the tap on the shoulder, And we just continue on with our good news. And then he ends up having a stroke um, very shortly after. 
which ends up leading into um, picking up on an infection that put him in for a second heart surgery right around Christmas of 2016. And at this point, I am weeks away from now giving birth to our son. And at this point, his condition is so crucial that we didn't even understand until later how bad it was, but they came out comparing um, repairing his heart and connecting it to his artery, like sewing wet hamburger together, which is not like the greatest graphic, <laughs> um, and it, but is a pretty good indication as to where he was at at that point. So really even in those that situation, we really had to realize like, wow, this is a divine intervention to some degree. Like the chances that he was able to get in when he was and how quickly they reacted to making sure that he got into that surgery was incredible. He was very well taken care of. And so we had our faith. We had our trust that, okay, that was what we were meant to go through with this. And now everything's going to be okay from here on out. Crossing our fingers, praying to God, here we go. And then we welcomed our son into our life in January, so a few weeks after that. And for me, it was a really big moment because I had just overcome this huge hurdle and fear of potentially being a single mother. And he has, uh, my husband has a daughter from a previous relationship. So I wasn't new necessarily to motherhood, but for me, bringing my first child of my own into this life was um, an interesting circumstance. P.S. In the background, you're likely going to hear my dog <laughs> playing with my cats throughout every single episode that <laughs> we ever spend together, but context. So anyways, um, we bring my son into the world and I get that tapping feeling and that, that tap on the shoulder, those messages in my mind that is like, it's not quite over, pay attention. And at this point, I'm just like really trying hard to ignore that because there's things like um, new mothers, they might worry and people are telling me this, but I'm looking at my son and his breathing and something just truly doesn't feel right to me. And so I really have to sit with that and I'm calling the nurses and I'm talking to all the doctors and I'm pointing out to everyone, like, look, like something's not right. And everyone keeps saying, no, no, like don't create a problem. It's just a new worry. Like it, it's all, everything's okay. The nurses assured me everything's okay. And so I was like, okay, it must just be me, but that feeling just would not go away. And so it took about, uh, oh gosh, it took almost three, it took three full months to get into a pediatrician um, due to just circumstances. And so when I finally got in right away, she heard what I was feeling and what I was seeing and she rushed, to, rushed him in to get further testing. And within two weeks, he was going in for his um, surgery at four months old. And once we came out of that, that in itself was its own debilitating experience for me, um, which I will get into probably in another episode, but, um, extremely emotional for probably very obvious reasons, as I'm sure you could imagine. Um, and then I thought after that was all done and he recovered beautifully and everything worked out, another divine miracle, I thought, you know what? Okay, thank you for all you're doing, but this has to be it. Like, we're good. You know, we've had our fill. A year and a half is gone by now and no more 
issues with the heart, please. But that feeling again, just would not go away. And it tapped on my shoulder and it interrupted my thoughts. And two months after my son's heart surgery, my husband ended up going in for his fourth. And this was really the pivotal moment in my life and really where the divine or God or the angels stepped in and were truly testing my strength and my courage and my faith and really my trust in miracles. And my husband ended up finding out that he, because of the damage from that previous surgery that he had gone into, that nothing was holding and nothing was sticking. And so when he came in with what they thought was a flu, and what he thought was a flu, turned out that the valve replacement that he had had was only holding on by a couple stitches. And so he got rushed into emergency surgery and everything was going okay and he came out and they took nine hours and the doctors had nothing but raving news for us but all of a sudden when they came out from that operating room and they told us that everything was going amazing I just couldn't hear anything anymore and I remember looking at their faces and watching them and something just wasn't clicking with how my reaction should have been with the news and that same feeling of that tapping and those interruptive thoughts And so I go and I visit my husband and he's in his recovery and 16 hours later, wouldn't you know, he ends up going back in for another full-fledged surgery because there was a hole on the opposite side of his heart that they had missed. And he had been internally bleeding overnight and essentially drowning. And he went into cardiac arrest. So when I had come back to the hospital in the early morning his brother had been there and had told me that he had gone back into surgery because of complications and when you come out of something like that there is so much processing that you're not doing you're literally just living on the tips of your toes just waiting and anticipation that okay well clearly more is going to happen here so like what do you do And I really had to be that brave face for him and really everyone else, or at least I thought that I did. And it helped me to get through the circumstances. But what I realized was that I was just bottling up and shoving down all these feelings and all these emotions and like the complaints that I wanted to have and the victimhood that I wanted to experience. I didn't allow myself to have because I had this new son that I needed to show up for. I had my husband that I needed to be strong for. And I just didn't feel like I could be someone who could be sad. And I cried, but I really didn't cry that much. Like maybe three times in this whole experience did I have a full-blown meltdown. But aside from that, I just listened to happy music and I listened to podcasts and I followed the medium who I had connected with when I had found um, her when my aunt had passed. I just really held it together because I felt like that's what I had to do. Vulnerability wasn't something that I was really allowing myself. But when you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable, you're shoving things down that eventually you're going to have to dig up and work through. And so when that all unraveled, I figured, okay, throwing my hands up in the air, 
thank you for whatever that was. Like, let's now move on. Like, that's the worst of the worst of the worst. But the problem was, was the things that I was saying is that it can't get worse than this. And little did I know that after he spent two weeks in recovery, he was released from the hospital and within five days he was back in. Now, the most incredible thing about this is that this was truly that moment of recognition in my life where the full goosebumps, the universal chills, the divine download, the meaning and purpose behind something happening and something bigger than what I could ever truly imagine was about to happen for me and for definitely him. And when he got readmitted into the hospital five days later, they started seeing that there was a sign of an infection and he went in with his white blood cell count being 1.2 and so for someone who goes in with a blood cell count that low it means that there's a sign of a serious infection and for him if he has any infection in his body it's immediately going to go and attack his heart valve and so as they're doing scans they're seeing a buildup of tissues and so now they're having to readmit him to prepare him for a fifth surgery and he didn't even barely make it out of the fourth one. Um, mentally, he definitely didn't. He may have physically, but that's about it. And so now at this point, going in for a fifth surgery, like we were basically just all saying goodbye to him. And we had a seven month old, I believe at this time. And our daughter, his daughter from the previous marriage was, um, she had to have been six, so five or six. And yeah, we were basically just saying goodbye, which was the craziest thing. And even right now, as I tell this story, I don't even re I didn't even realize then the depth of what this was at the time. And it comes up again. And this is just a recognition of more layers and levels that are going to be healed within this, but as we're saying our goodbyes essentially we all end up leaving for the night and he tells me the story the next day of how he just basically broke down he broke down he got down on his knees for the first time in a long time and basically said god either take me or heal me because i don't have it in me to go through another surgery again like i'm like giving it up to you and um, because of the infection that he was experiencing, he would profusely sweat. So every couple hours, he was having to have his bed sheets changed. So uh, pretty much on schedule, the nurses come in a couple hours after that, and he goes into the washroom. And when he comes out, the room is dark. He has the room to himself. The room is dark, and his phone is the only thing lit up on his side table. And he hadn't been playing with it. He had been sleeping before. And it's lit up, and when he walks over to it, he looks at it. And it's a song on YouTube by the artist of Danny Goki called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. And the most incredible thing is that this song acknowledges um, a pastor and having a heart surgeon in his congregation and wanting to witness a heart surgery. And so as this pastor goes to witness his heart surgery, the surgeon gets down on his knees after trying to restart this woman's heart and it will not restart. And he gets down on his knees and he whispers in his ear, ma'am, we have fixed your heart. It is now up to you to trust that God is working in your favor and he has healed your heart. 
and when he goes to restart it again, it starts to beat. And the whole premises of this song is that sometimes you just have to have the faith that God is always there healing you and that your heart is truly beating, that life is moving forward and you have to believe in it so that you can experience it. And he weeps and he weeps and he weeps and he can't even believe this is happening. And so at this point, none of us had even come back to the hospital yet. And so he's going through this and processing this. And around eight in the morning, we all come to visit him, like me and his parents and a couple other people. And the doctors come in and they had been, they drew blood from him every four hours to just keep up with how things were progressing. And they come in and they say, we have passed this along through every single different department that could test this. And we have no answers or understanding as to why, but the infection that you came in with, your white blood cell count, your white blood cell count, there we go, is now 5.0 um, and average is 4.0, which means that there's no sign of infection anymore. And we're going to take some more tests to be sure, but this is a miracle. All we can think of to say is this is a miracle. And we all looked at each other and didn't even know what to do or what to say because at this point we still hadn't even heard Phil's story of all these things unfolding and then right after the doctors left he broke down again and he told us about what had happened and so now we're all sitting in the hospital room and we're crying and we're like are you kidding me like what just absolutely mind blown and yeah within a couple days he was released from the hospital and that was it that was what we needed to go through and that whole circumstance and situation was so incredibly enlightening and hard and everything like pick an emotion or feeling or experience on the spectrum and like I would say in my life that it definitely covers all of them because that was a lot to deal with in two, two and a half years. The loss of my aunt and then everything with my husband and then my son. And as we walked into the rest of that year of 2017, we were finally okay. He was finally okay. He was finally healing. My son was healing and everything was actually feeling okay. And that tapping on my shoulder and those interruptive thoughts, they had finally gone away. And that's when I truly know that something bigger was coming from this. And we didn't necessarily have the money for therapy because neither of us had been working. He hadn't been. He'd been on disability, which really doesn't set you up for optimal success. And I was on maternity leave, so that's pretty equivalent. Um, but nonetheless, it gave us what we needed to get by. And so now I realize like I need to do something with this. I need to process this. I need to decompress it. I need to understand what the heck just happened to me. So I dove even more into podcasts and reading books and finding any sort of online mentor or workshop or something to teach me what the hell I had gone through and why and what the other side looked like essentially what I was going to turn this into or what I could turn this into and not in a monetary aspect but just in healing and understanding and figuring out like what was going on because 
things like this don't just happen to people for no reason. Everything is divinely synchronized to a plan or a process or a vision. And I didn't understand the vision, but I trusted in the process. And now I realize that this was happening for a reason. So what could it mean? And once I decided to take things into my own hands, it was very shortly after that I ended up winning a scholarship into a certified mediumship program and that coming January, beginning of 2018, I dove headfirst into that and what I realized was that was my connection to discovering how to connect with my aunt for myself. And that's all I wanted. I had learned about the process of, for the most part, I mean there's always going to be more healing that comes up even sharing this story now things come up emotionally for me but I started to be able to connect with my aunt on my own and to understand when she was around and to watch the beautiful moments and signs and and synchronicities of her and our connection and, and meditating and visiting and having her visit me in my dreams and all the things and it was really really beautiful and then once I realized that I could do it for me, I thought, well, what else is possible? Like, this has helped me in such an incredible way. You know, how could I help somebody else? And I started doing readings for other people. And it just turned into this incredible thing that once I realized that I was really good at connecting with spirit, that I wanted to teach other people how to do this, whether it was just through workshops or lives on Facebook or Instagram or something showing other people the potential that they have and their ability to understand and to heal and to take measures into their own hands and figure it out and most importantly connect with their loved ones who are on the other side because it became such an incredible tool and healing modality for me that why wouldn't other people want to be able to do it too and what that transpired into is trusting my intuition. My intuition is the voice of my higher self and my higher self is the version of me who has completed and accomplished everything in this lifetime that I meant to. And she was communicating. She brought me to Phil exactly when I needed to be with him to help him through his journey with his heart and to bring our son into this life and to teach me my strength and my courage and structure and stability and to guide me into something that I probably eventually would have found my way into but not like this. I wouldn't have listened unless it showed up to this degree and it did and it was in a big way and I couldn't ignore it and ever since 2018 I've been sharing messages and I've been guiding people to their intuitive connections and it is such an incredible blessing and it is so fulfilling to see those aha moments and those light bulbs go off in other people's faces and eyes and to hear their laughter when a loved one comes through connecting them with something that they truly hold deep and sacred into their heart and 
showing them the love and the potential that is within them, whether it's just through tapping into their intuition for themselves or whether it's just watching things unfolding and trusting in the process and plan or guiding them to different resources and tools that had helped me get through everything that I went through and decompressing that. So that's my story. That's me. And since then I had a Uh, Me and my husband have welcomed another baby girl into our life, which is an incredible story in of its own that I'll share with you in another podcast. Um, But building on that trust muscle and that intuitive connection, there was a lot of things that unfolded with that pregnancy and her birth that I really had to be an advocate for. And I truly give it up to my connection with my intuition and my guides because if I wouldn't have had such a strong connection, there's a lot of things that could have happened that I'm so grateful didn't. And yeah, I'll share that in another podcast because it's another beautiful divine story and divine intervention because I just, I get, I guess I just get to experience so many of those. (laughs) But yeah, so moving away from all the serious things and how my life unfolded to this point, that's my story. That's how I got to be here and that's how you got to be listening to me today and in some way shape or form something that I just shared with you really stuck with you whether it was taking things into my own hands whether it's going through something difficult whether it's ending up finding a purpose or a passion on the other side whether it's trusting in and listening to that tapping or that voice within that's telling me to to buckle up or to pay attention right there's something in my story that really resonated with you and if it did, I would love and to hear what resonated with you. And you can DM me on Instagram. I'm always there connecting and uh, ready to hear and swap stories and all the things. So feel free to reach out to me and share if something resonated with you. But yeah, so that's my story. That is how I got here in a nutshell in a very short time period. <laughs> short but not short Um, and I just want to thank you for sticking with me and listening to that because it's really dear and close to my heart and anyone who takes the time to sit and listen to my story I really do truly appreciate it but it's also a beautiful testament that we have that voice within that's always guiding and leading us there is something synchronized within our lives within the ebbs and flows the ups and downs the trials and tribulations that is trying to show us something about ourselves that we didn't realize or recognize before. And on the other side of taking control or taking things into our own hands, matters into our own hands and decompressing it and digesting it and discovering it and analyzing it and listening to it and leaning into it and getting messy with it, that there's something bigger in all of it. So... Your intuition will always lead you and guide you to what you need to know, what you need to pay attention to. And a fun tip that you can take away from this particular episode um, with connecting with your intuition is something that I'm going to refer to a lot and very often. And that's placing one hand on your heart chakra, which is right in the center of your chest and closing your eyes and just connecting with your breath. And when you're in this state and you're breathing and you're putting that physical connection and intention into your heart chakra, 
you're feeling into your life force. You're grounding into your potential. You're opening up your guides and your your guidance and your energy to your guides to receive what you're meant to receive. And sometimes in that moment, it sounds or feels like nothing, but what you are connecting with is gratitude with your life. And that is sometimes all you need to connect with in a moment, especially when you're stressing out or when you're overwhelmed or when you're in fear or anger or frustration or sadness. Sometimes when you hear nothing, especially when you're asking questions, what you're meant to just do is breathe and feel into that gratitude of your life. And that's just one way your intuition's guiding you. So stick with me. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I look forward to sharing another one with you next week. Next week, I'm going to be diving into what your intuition is in particular, why it is your guiding light, tips on how to connect, and how love connects the dots. So thank you for spending your time with me in this week's episode. I would love and appreciate it so much if you could share this with one person that you truly feel could take away something great and divine. It is my absolute promise to always bring you the best of value, the deepest connections, and the insight and golden nuggets for you to be able to take away in your day. Reviews are always welcomed, and if you'd like to connect further with me, you can check me out on Instagram at at RileyJune, R-Y-L-E-E, June as in the month, or at RileyJune.ca. Either way, I love and appreciate you and your time today, sending you off in love and light.